Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I'm joined again by my sidekicks, Mr. Benny Mathers. What's up, Pat? Hey, what up? Back from L.A.? I am. It was a deserved break, and uh, I'm golden now. You got a little tan. I did. So I, did you hit the beach? Uh, yeah, I did. Actually, on Saturday of last week, played a little beach volleyball, and then I actually went really? down wow, to cool. uh, what was it? Huntington Beach, I believe, is where I oh, was, yeah. <laughs> and saw the uh, AVP tour. And so I got to see Misty nice. May uh, Tenor do her thing, along with some of the uh, other Olympians. Boy, they're tall, and they can jump Dude, high. I'm just gonna say, yeah. They're like big people. I felt people. tiny. I felt real small. And I'm 6'1". And They're I felt big really people. Tiny. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> How did Misty May do? They did. Uh, they actually got second. Because remember, she hurt her, one, hurt her knee with yeah, the mm-hmm. Dancing with the Stars gig that she did. Right. And she's not, not with her current partner right now. Uh, mm. What is it? Michelle? Yeah. I apologize. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember either. Anyways, I don't follow the volleyball scene too much. But anyways, she had a, a backup uh, oh. partner player with her, and oh. they got it to the they made they you know they made it to the finals. Well, we had second. a backup partner when you were away. That's true. Valerie kicked in yeah, for me. Yeah, she kicked it in. All right. Awesome. Yes, she did. Uh, but you had a couple of excite. What else did you do down in LA? I uh, just visited around the sites and uh, actually got a tattoo while I was down there. So now mm. I can show you because we got a little more time. Hang oh, on, okay. let me pull up my britches. So I don't. Yeah, show you're listening else. to the Doctor Pat show, and we're having a. <laughs> wow! Right? What, well, can, how can the camera? People... Oh, they can see it later. I'll post it sometime. When are you going to post it? It's not quite ready yet. It's still can a little I just swollen. See it? Um, it's brand new, so it's not scarred yet. Then it is a little bit. You just can't. Okay, see but it. it is going to start to scar. Oh yeah. Okay, so uh, w- could you tell That's me the what girl it symbolizes? On my side. What's that? Tell me what it symbolizes, please. At this point, it's just I've always liked pinup girls uh, from the 50s and the 60s. She's you know? totally there. Yeah, and uh, I kind of added my own little flair with being a DJ and MC, so I kind of gave her a set of headphones and a microphone. You did good. Now, she's a redhead. I didn't. It was Is the artist. Is she a redhead or a, it's brunette. a brunette? She's okay. a brunette. And, uh, if that was a blonde, that would be looking very much like my stepmom. <laughs> then I would think it's a little weird. So I probably wouldn't want that on what my side. What is Valerie side. saying? I don't know. She What's Valerie hair? saying? Yeah. Do you want to come in and see it? it? Come I can't on in, read Valerie. your lips there, sweetheart. Come we on in. We've got a great show for yeah. you. Uh, yeah. We're going to introduce you to Darlene Ellison in a minute. <laughs> we also have a tribute to Juice Newton. I've been crying for the past hour, and I'll tell you why. Can you see that, Valerie? Uh-huh. She's what like, do you think uh-huh. of that? I thought you were going to get blonde. No, I changed my mind. Oh. oh. Yeah, so you did. You were going to think, think in the blonde. I was, and then after yeah. looking at some other, you know, ideas from the artist. Actually, Adrian is the artist from mm. LA Inc. Mm-hmm. So if you guys check out uh, TLC, the you know Time Life Channel, or what is it? TLC stands for. Yeah. Yep. And uh, they have a show called LA Inc. on there, and so yeah, I got. Uh-huh. To, I actually met Kat Von D and all that. So. Very nice. Great people, a bunch of Greg, Very G, you know, Adrian, nice. Dan, all the people. Okay, there. can I see the microphone again? Because <laughs> I missed the mic. Oh, you made them put a mic on it. Yeah, and so the cord kind of... Very nice. You know, because I like pinups and... I love that. It's sex and sexy to a certain limit and level and then it well, stops it's the what, what you got is in good taste thank you you know what i'm that's saying what, that's you know whole... we're not talking playboy or something well, like that I mean, no talking... no 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 it's fully clothed but with just a little bit of uh i guess uh 
oomph. <laughs> well, we've got a great lineup for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Darlene Ellison in a minute, and we're going to be talking about her story, her journey. Also, later on in the show, we are giving away free memberships to Shirley McLean's website. So you get to be in the back end of this. Normally, this is uh, costs people to join, but we have got a bunch of those to give away, as well as tickets to the upcoming Shirley McLean event on Sunday, which I hope to see all of you there. I get to do the opening remarks, which is kind of cool. Um, but more importantly, it should be a phenomenal event. Thank, thanks to Bella Spark and Donna Visaki for bringing Shirley to town. So it should be a great, great time had by all. Okay, so this morning, Benny, um, and and then I'm going to probably cry throughout my interview with Darlene. But this morning, I had a dream come true. And everybody is going to hear the show because um, we're going to actually play it on, on this network. But the deal is that I got to interview and have a conversation with Juice Newton today. And she's like a real person. <laughs> Well, yeah. And so we talked about a lot of things. I mean, we talked about, of course, the music, which you'll hear in the interview. And we got permission to play the songs. We also talked about what Maureen, Maureen, you guessed it, my favorite song. We had a little contest here on the show, which is the sweetest thing I've ever known is Loving You. And we're actually going to play it in its entirety because this is a tribute to Juice Newton. And it's a tribute to Otha Young, who was Juice's traveling buddy friend for over 30 years. I mean, they hit the music industry together. And he is the individual that wrote the song The Sweetest Thing. We're also creating a movie um, that we're planning to send out to everyone that will have The Sweetest Thing as its song. We got permission to do that, which was very, very cool. But Otha Young died about eight months ago from cancer. And so the song had more than meaning in this interview. Of course, for Juice, she lost her best friend. They would talk every day. Um, She shares in this interview some of the things that, you know, they did together, like going through customs and, you know, and and not having a pair of socks to wear for a gig and so many other things. But we also had Brenda, who is the widow, married to Otha for a number of years and and of course their daughter McKenna. So this was a tribute to a very beautiful song. And the reason that I, I wanted to do this is because. I believe this is a time for us to really get in touch with the love that's within. There's so many things going on in the world. And it was a reminder for me of what that song meant to me when it first came out and why it became a song that I just loved and loved and loved. And as time went by, the many songs that Benny and I play, and clearly you hear me shake my booty to Beyonce or some of the other things, but... I was really struck by how powerful that song still is in my life and how powerful the words are. And part of this, you're going to get to explore with Darlene Ellison. Her story is profound. Um, I'm going to be introducing you 
to her. Um, she's a motivational speaker and author. And when you hear her story and you hear the message that she brings, you will also be touched. So it is a time for transformation. It is a time for change. But more importantly, it really is a time for love. How do we let go of the things in our past that have held us back? Now, what's funny about this, and we'll also hear another song. So I always also ask, okay, if that's your favorite song, you know, what are some of the other songs you like that are in your top top three or four so funny enough i mentioned another juice newton song break it to me gently so here on the one end of the continuum you have this song about love and then you and 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 just ultimate unconditional love and on this other side of the continuum you have a very powerful song about endings and i thought okay this is really interesting that i would pick out of all the music i love that i have these two i don't know if you even call them ballads or what you call them but these two beautiful songs that crossed over from country to pop. And so last night were, were the country awards. But I, I want to play this song because this is a tribute today that we're having to both Juice Newton and to Otha Young. And we'll play this song in its entirety as we go out to break. And when we come back, you will get to meet uh, Darlene Ellison. She is the author of the book, The Predator Next Door. And you're going to find out what her life was like. And we have five autographed copies to give away. But the message is, what do you do with the things in your life that kind of turn you upside down? How do you move beyond them? And what does it mean to be with someone that just isn't exactly who you thought they were and i think we're going to play number 13 benny which is the sweetest thing i think it's track 13 and if not we'll start it over again but this is the song that was written by otha young it's a song that reached uh you know a platinum i believe uh and more importantly uh it's a song that has meaning for a lot of people let's take a short break and as you listen to this song open up your heart and think about someone someone that you love deeply All the laughter and the tears we shared last night And as we lie just two shadows in the light before the dawn The sweetest thing I've ever known is loving Now you and 
Are you in constant pain and tired of taking pain pills? At Holistique Medical Center, our physicians listen, examine, and find the root cause of your pain. Comprehensive, non-invasive, scientific, and energy-based natural therapies do exist to treat your pain and its root cause. Contact Holistique Medical Center to transform your life. Call 425-451-0404 or on the web at drdarvish.com. That's D-R-D-A-R-V-I-S-H.com. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. I would like to help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that honor the dignity of the human spirit, value all life on earth, and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let The Dr. Pat Show be your conduit to a global community of people who could benefit most from your product and service. Join the buzz, be the buzz, and let our success be your success. For more information, call me, Dr. Pat, at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Join the Dr. Pat Show, the show that is changing the lives of thousands. Did you know that children should not carry more than 10 to 15% of their body weight in backpacks? This is Dr. Bonnie Verhunt to share some information about backpack safety. The longer a child wears a heavy backpack incorrectly, the longer it takes for a curvature or deformity of the spine to correct itself. That's why it's important that children who are carrying heavy backpacks throughout the year are under regular chiropractic care. They will be better able to deal with the physical stressors being put on their small bodies, and they will be able to enjoy the healthy benefits of a properly functioning nervous system. For more information on backpack safety and how to keep your child healthy throughout the school year, visit vitalitychiropractic.com or call 206-824-5521. And be sure to listen to me, Dr. Bonnie Verhunts, on The Dr. Pat Show, the second Tuesday at 10 o'clock of every month. How would you like increased health and vitality? How would you like to avoid the onset of disease as well as slow the aging process? This is all possible through a simple, safe, and natural process. Every day we are either moving toward wellness or away from wellness. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. I'd like to be your partner in achieving optimal health. Contact me now at maryjanemack.com or call 425-392-0659. Visit maryjanemack.com. But all the heartaches and temptations only make me love you more and the sweetest. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And yes, you all will hear that show that um, we did today. Uh, we are planning to play it in its entirety, and you'll get to meet Juice Newton up close and personal. Uh, but right now, I want you to meet someone else up close and personal, uh, a woman that has extraordinary cur- uh, courage. I got to hear her speak when I was in Texas at the Snap Out of It conference, and I 
although I had already read her book or had been familiar with her work, I had never really got to hear the way she tells her story, far beyond anything that I could even comprehend for myself. Darlene Ellison, as I said, is a motivational speaker and author, but she has uh, an experience in life that is so devastating and yet at the same time so powerfully learning and and she's joining us here today because we're going to be talk talking about it she's the author of the predator next door um she has been on uh Featured on the Oprah, Oprah Winfrey Show 2020, Dateline, NBC, as well as Dallas D Magazine. She has appeared in parent education videos for uh, the Catholic Diocese of Dallas, Safe Environmental Plan. She has been environment plan. Beyond all of that, she is an advocate. She speaks all over the world. And you're going to hear why she speaks all over the world. You know, she is a gold medal winner. And beyond all of that, someone that has been able to look at her life understand what the lessons are in it, and tell others of how they can, as well as she has, move beyond devastation. So I want to introduce all of you to my very special guest today, Darlene Ellison. Darlene, welcome to the show. It's great to have you back. Wow, thank you. What an introduction. I am thrilled to be here. So can we stop crying now from listening to Juice Newton or what? <laughs> you know, I love Juice Newton, and I had I thought, you know... Sometimes in the middle of an interview, I'll cry, but never before the interview even starts. <laughs> so, so, yes, my eyes are drying now. I am a Juice Newton fan, so thank you. Well, there we go. And, you know, you should have seen me trying to do a full hour. Um, it was definitely an amazing conversation, but so is this conversation with you. Thank you. Um, I got to hear you speak in a way that I probably have never heard anyone speak before. And... If we didn't know your story, like many of our listeners right now don't, we probably wouldn't have been able to predict the journey and where you were taking us. But I want to start out with you having to share this story, this journey with our, our listeners as well. I mean, there was a betrayal experience that really motivated you, motivated you or prompted you to write this book. But at the same time, you were really writing about something that so many people wouldn't even go near. Tell us about this betrayal and this book and why this was important for you to write. Wow. Um, I, you know, I, I, I didn't ever intend to write a book. Um, and actually, you know, as I, as I share a little bit of my story, um, a lot of my writings were actually journal writings, which was kind of part of my therapeutic process as mm-hmm. a former psychologist and, and working through betrayal. It's, um, you know, I always say it's something that you can put your thumb on, like if you suffer um, or your marriage or uh, your relationship that you're in suffers from uh, alcoholism or drug addiction or, you know, things like that, a depression. And I, I couldn't really put my thumb on this. Um, there were just issues, and it was only when um, I walked in um, on a situation when I realized that not just at that moment I was um, part of a, a, a massive betrayal, but that in hindsight I could go back 12 years and see the extension of the lie and how it affected me, and more importantly, my two young children. So, um, And basically, I mean, everything, you know, life turns on a dime, as many of the listeners know, and it, it was really... On February 12th of 2005, you know, it was an everyday Saturday um, for me, and um, I was I was in an unfortunate psychological place because I had agreed to 
a divorce after ten and a half years. Mm. Um, I, I, and I think the hardest part, honestly, just just bringing the listeners to her moms. Um, the hardest thing there, um, there were two difficult things. One was I couldn't. When people say, "Oh my goodness, what happened? You seemed like the perfect couple." And I couldn't answer them because I didn't know. I just knew that he didn't want to be married to me anymore, and he told me that a lot in many ways. And at some point in time, it beats you down, um, and you agree. And uh, the, the hardest uh, thing for me, though, was my children in the state of Texas, joint custody involves um, sharing custody of the children. So every other weekend, my kids would go approximately four blocks away <laughs> because that's how far away he lived. But I would be without them every other weekend, and I was really struggling with that emotionally. Um, it had only been, you know, a few months, and uh, it was when I got this very strange phone call on February 12th that uh, the children were with me. Uh, it was my weekend with them. I didn't keep up with anything he did um, when, you know, I had the kids with me, mm-hmm. and uh, I got a phone call from, uh, believe it or not, a security alarm system company. For his home that I mentioned was just a few blocks from mine, right. uh, let, just wanting to notify me as his uh, emergency contact, which was a little strange because it had not been the friendliest of divorces, and I was the emergency contact, and that uh, his alarm was going off, they couldn't find him, and someone had answered the phone. And um, as I instructed them to probably call the Dallas Police Department, wow. um, because believing that maybe the robber had answered the phone right, exactly. uh, to deter them. And, right. say, and, they, and the, the robber, in my mind, they had identified themselves as the Dallas FBI. And I, I really thought that was kind of funny and clever, <laughs> that, that a robber would have their wits about them as the alarm system is going off and, and lie so, the, so that the police wouldn't come. I mean, I thought it was very interesting. Uh, so I, I ended the phone call, no big deal, you know, was a little distracted, um, more enjoying the chuckles of, of this whole thing. And as I drove home, I, I really was curious. I mean, I'm curious by nature. And um, I decided to drive by and just see what was going on, make sure they called the police, you know, uh, really just curiosity. And uh, as I drove by, uh, there were police, and there was a van, and there were a car. It was a car, and there were people wearing what looks like surgical gloves to me. Uh, many people, maybe six, eight individuals, um, carrying things in and out of the home and loading them up in the, the big van. Oh my gosh! What and, did you? What uh, were you thinking when you saw that? You know, you know honestly, <laughs> at this point, now they're all wearing these uh, windbreaker type jackets. It's a drizzly, cold right, day right, you know, right. in February in Dallas. Um, and and I'm I'm honestly thinking, okay, those don't look like robbers to me. Hmm. And the police are here. And what do they think you've done? And I'm saying this to myself too. You know, my ex husband in my head. What do they think you've done? You know, what did you cheat on, on your taxes? Oh my goodness, my name was on those tax forms for ten and a half years. You know, what could it have been? He he had a private aircraft. He he was a dentist. He so obviously he had access to narcotics. And of course, my wild mind, who watched way too much television, thought maybe he was selling drugs in foreign countries. And um, of course, this was a guy who was a, a tremendous rule follower. He would not spit his gum on a sidewalk. You know, he 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 believed in the rules. And so I kind of got rid of those ideas very quickly. And I decided to stop. And, again, I mentioned I'm curious. I stopped the car and, and walked up to the front porch to find out what was going on. Um, again, not really taking it too seriously, thinking whatever they think he's done, they're probably wrong. But, 
wow, this is kind of funny that this is happening to him. You know, I'm, I'm a little jaded ex-wife at this point. Right. And um, it was only when an FBI agent came around the corner and actually introduced himself to me. Wow. You know, I, I, that uh, I realized only at that moment uh, that, wow, something is not right here. This is real. This is not like, you know, a dress rehearsal for a reality show. Exactly. Or right. not like one of those shows I was watching on TV. That's right. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and this was real, but I still was perplexed because, you know, I, I always say there's, there's this realm, and I, every human being has their, you know, realm within their own world yeah. of what is normal in their lives mm-hmm. and what is abnormal in their lives. And then you have this so far-fetched thing over here that you don't wouldn't even put in your abnormal category. And what I did not realize is that in the course of the next few minutes, I would find out how absolutely outside of my realm of abnormal this was. And not just this moment, oh my but gosh. my entire life with this man. Oh, my gosh. And what did the FBI agent say to you? I'm curious. You know, they actually just, they said, can we ask you a few questions? And, of course, I'm like, I have nothing to hide. <laughs> right, and right, I, did, right, right. I did ask, do I need an attorney? And they thought oh. that was strange. And um, I, I won't ask that again. <laughs> Should I ever be questioned by the FBI for anything? But, um, you know, he, he said, I just have a few questions, and we have a little debriefing to do with you. We didn't mm. really expect you this morning, obviously. Mm. And he proceeded to ask me if I, you know, knew about knew of my ex-husband, Todd Calvin's whereabouts, if I had known that he had flown to San Diego the Thursday before. This is a Saturday morning that this is happening. And I was not aware. It was my weekend with the kids, you know. And, and I, I explained that, and, and he asked if I was aware that he was getting on a boat to go to Mexico from San Diego that morning, Saturday morning, February 12th. Um, I was not aware, you know, of that. And still at this moment, not realizing what they're getting at. Okay, so the guy's on a vacation. You know, what's he done? Well, this is really part of the conversation because you're living in one element, you know, one world. And we're going to talk about, you know, what you actually discovered when we come back from break. But these questions must have been like, okay, are we playing, you know, 20 questions or, you know, is this the game of Clue? I mean, at some point you had to be thinking, Oh, what the heck do you people want with me and my husband? I, I mean, at some point, even though you were divorced, right. you know, you still uh, probably had all of the protective stuff kick in. When we come back, we're going to actually hear what some of the questions were that kind of uh, changed Darlene Ellison's world and why she decided to write the book, The Predator Next Door. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to thrive by we'll be right back ladies are you living an inspired life do you yearn for a more passionate dream-filled life here's linda joy founder of aspire magazine and she has a gift for you Aspire has launched its Mission to Inspire initiative with a commitment to give away 100,000 one-year digital subscriptions to women around the globe. Every subscription comes with a multitude of free gifts from our team inspiration partners. To claim it all, go to AspireMag.net today. No purchase necessary and live an inspired life. Did you know Greek Gods Yogurt fat content actually helps you lose weight? Not only does this healthy fat contribute to curbing sugar cravings, also, the probiotic bacteria in Greek Gods yogurt has an effect on how fats are metabolized and absorbed by the body. So don't forget to pack a Greek Gods yogurt for a snack today. For more information, visit GreekGodsYogurt.com 
and analuke.com. The search is over. The Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by, is your connection to tens of thousands of people waiting to hear your empowering message, waiting to choose your product or service. Dr. Pat's goal is to connect you with the people that want high-quality products and services created with love for humanity and the earth. Products and services like yours. Be the business that joins the buzz. The Dr. Pat Show Buzz. The buzz of talk radio to thrive by. Connect with people that value conscious living and mindful thinking. Living life full out. Have your business be identified with this powerful and inspiring show. Join the buzz. Be the buzz. Let the Dr. Pat Show talk radio to thrive by. Be the conduit to those who would benefit most from your services. To sponsor the Dr. Pat Show, call Dr. Pat at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Let our success be your success. Now is the perfect time to learn Tai Chi and Qi Gong. These ancient Chinese healing arts, also called mind-body practice, are simple to learn, clinically proven to be effective, and can be practiced by anyone, anywhere, at any time. For 10 years, the Institute of Integral Qigong and Tai Chi has been a respected leader in mind-body practice training. Visit iiqtc.org. Empower yourself, empower others. Visit iiqtc.org for more information on mind-body practice. iiqtc.org. Reach your full potential and increase energy with the superfood of the Inca, maca magic. Maca naturally balances hormones, relieves symptoms of PMS, menopause, and erectile dysfunction. Maca increases energy, stamina, and endurance without caffeine. Visit macaroot.com. That's M-A-C-A root.com. Call 541-846-6222. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Well, I have to tell you, that, uh, again, is our tribute to Juice Newton. But I will tell you that my guest, Arlene Ellison, wasn't even close to having it broken to her gently, if that's even a word. Break it to me gently is not something that happened to her. Uh, And uh, so many of us don't fall into the break it to me gently category. But I will tell you that you're going to hear the rest of her story. I also want to let all of you know that we're giving away five copies, autographed copies of her book, The Predator next door. Uh, just give us a shout. Would love to take your information. 1-800-930-2819. That's our toll-free number. 1-800-930-2819. And we would love to give out five autographed copies of the book. You know, Darlene, I wasn't kidding. You know, Benny picked that song, Break It To Me Gently. But boy, that was not what was happen- happening with you in this conversation. You know, as Juice Newton was singing, yes. and I was singing along, I thought, Wow, wouldn't that have been nice? (laughs) (laughs) I think the Dallas FBI did think they were breaking. I mean, how gently can you 
you know, say what I'm, you know, about to share, you know. No, I don't know. But, but you know, in a way, I guess by asking you those kinds of questions, because I guess they needed to figure out what your deal was. They needed uh, actually, they shared with me afterwards, they needed to get a good assessment, a good reading on what I knew mm. and, and what I didn't know. And, and they, they had actually been um, following predominantly my children, of course, at eight and 10 years old, where the children go, you go. So um, they were following us for about two, two and a half weeks. Wow. And it was I would find out in hindsight um, that it was uh, in protection of the children. So let's continue the conversation on how sure. this uh, FBI agent uh, did or did not break it to you gently. <laughs> he actually did as good of a job as he could. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's still a friend. <laughs> um, but, you know, the line of questioning was was you know, what he needed to do to, to assess the situation and um, and it basically, I mean, as I shared earlier, it basically went from, you know, are you aware, you know, where your ex-husband's whereabouts? No, I was not. Were you aware that he was getting on this boat this morning to Mexico? Well, no, I didn't even know he was in San Diego to begin with. And and then the line of questioning went very quick. And the next question was, are you aware of uh, what NAMBLA is? Or have you ever heard of NAMBLA? And I kind of chuckled um, and said it's probably an acronym for something. And I wasn't sure if I'd heard of it or not. And, you know, uh, law enforcement acronyms, you know, I figured they all went hand in hand. And um, and he wasn't chuckling <laughs> and said, yes, ma'am, it is. It's a, um, an acronym for North American Man-Boy Love Association. Oh, my gosh. And I remember, you know, at this point I can still remember things because I'm looking at him blankly going, and what's your point? You know, what does this have to do with me? And, and he proceeds to explain that, you know, my ex-husband was a part of this organization, and and then in my head, I all I can hear is "man, boy, love, man, boy, love," and it really takes me several seconds at that point to process. Because remember, that's not even within my realm of abnormal. No, that's not to process what they're saying to me because they don't come right out and say he's a pedophile. Right, he is a child predator. He was going to Mexico, and it took probably about ten minutes for them to explain what the charges were in that they had arrested uh, my ex-husband and um, several other men uh, who were going to Mexico on what they believed to be, after an 18-month undercover operation by the FBI, what they believed to be a, um, a sex trip, if you will. They were going to uh, engage in sex with minor boys. Mm. And it oh, had my been gosh. And arranged um, this group of men who were friends via NAMBLA, which is a real organization that had real meetings and annual conventions in the United States, and they were traveling to Mexico um, for easier access to engage with uh, sex with minor boys. Mm. And, you know, I mean, that had to be a shock. Did you say, are you kidding me? I did not speak. I, In fact, um, you know, they've commented that the two agents I have, because of what I have continued to pursue in the last five years, I, I do see them uh, frequently. And, you know, uh, they've reminded me of things like when I kind of made this guttural sound, you know, out of my throat <laughs> and fell off the couch. I was actually sitting on my ex-husband's couch because, remember, I'm in his home while they're uh, asking me the questions. And, um, you know, I think the last thing I vividly remember is one of the agents, Agent Donahue, asking me if I'd like a glass of water. Uh, and really from there, there's this, this, this blur, this fog, this, you know, it, it's like um, you go into this blur and, and a little scene of the movie, you know, will pop up every once in a while um, but no longer in sequence. You know, I remember what it was like to have to um, 
to call my dad mm-hmm. and to t- say very specifically, because my dad and my mom were at my house watching my children. And, and the first words out of my mouth were, Dad, and I'm sitting in my car outside of my ex-husband's home after about an hour, hour and a half talking with the FBI, and I said, Dad, I'm about to say something to you. Please do not react. Oh, my goodness. Mom will go through the roof. I was scared of how my mother would react, you know, <laughs> and I, I, I didn't want them to, to be upset. I didn't want to hurt. I was already so hurting and numb and shocked, and, um, and I didn't want my children to know what was wrong. I mean, I, this was four blocks away. I had approximately two to two and a half minutes to figure out what I was going to say to my children. And I, I, um, I can't I, I mean, I'm just sitting here and I've heard you tell this story before. And I'm just thinking to myself, Darlene. Yeah. I mean, you can only imagine what a mom would say. And, you know, this story is, I mean, if anybody that's ever watched any of the Law and Order or the Law and Order Special Victims Units, you know, this is a story that you'd see on television. But you actually wonder if there are people that this actually happens to. Yeah, there are. And there more, you and go. I'm the, I'm, and you'd know, and, and you know, it's funny, I, I remember um, uh, one of the coordinators for the Crimes Against Children Conference here in Dallas made the comment to me once, you know, we're so happy, Darlene, to have you speaking here. You see, you know, you are the only ex-wife of a child predator who's out there willing to talk. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, and there are plenty of us out there, you know, whether that mm-hmm. predator has been, you know, um, you know, perpetrating based on uh, child pornography, you know, right. the Internet internet crime, right. whether it be in person, whether it be, you know, state or govern or federal, it, there are so many out there. And, well, you're darn right they're not talking about it. There's mm. so much shame and humiliation and, and protecting, wanting to protect your children. There are so many things that happen. Uh, it's the collateral damage. And Did you ever we, think, is this happening to my children? Oh, absolutely. And you know what is amazing? And I'm very upfront and honest about yes. this. It was not my first thought. Okay. See, man, boy, love, this isn't even in my realm of possibility. Uh-huh. So the thought that this man, who is the biological father of my children, could bring harm to them, that wasn't in my... In fact, there was this thought process of... Um, I remember driving home, and in that two and a half minutes, the thought process went something like, you know, wow, how am I going to tell my parents? The divorce was already so difficult on right. them. Right, right. Um, how am I going to, to tell them? And then the next thought is, oh, my goodness, those children of, that were friends of my children who visited his home every other weekend, because he would have to spend the nights and things like that, so my kids would have something to do. And, um, oh, my gosh, those children, mm. those other children. And then it hits me a few seconds later, what are you doing? What about your own kids? Oh, my goodness. What's happened to them? And then that whole flood of sickness inside of me, fearful that something has happened to my children. Um, already emotionally, I can understand the potential ramifications of what's about to happen when I talk to them, but the thought that they would be physically abused as well uh, by him or one of his friends uh, is it, horrifying. And, and I wouldn't find out whether or not there were indications of that abuse until later the following week, because there's a process that you have to go through, uh-huh. um, which is a very, very good, solid process in terms of um, dealing with children who are victims of child abuse. But, but it is a process. It is not something that happens in 10 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, this is part of a bigger conversation about betrayal. Yeah, and, absolutely. you know, let's get back to your mom. What did your mom say? Um, <laughs> you know, she, she didn't. And then I, I don't think I can. Um, my sweet little 11 mom, I, I'm pretty sure I, I cannot 
um, repeat her exact words, <laughs> a few names she called him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then her thought process is like mine, you know, oh, good Lord, Darlene, do you think he's, you know, harmed the children? Do you think he's harmed any other children? And then I, you know, that type of thing. And um, really my world, the next, because, I, you know, I want everyone to keep in mind of, of what's happening in this scenario. Uh-huh. They're telling me this because I've walked in on a search and siege. So the world does not know. The FBI in San Diego, who's leading the investigation, the Dallas FBI, and me. We're, and, of course, the guys who were arrested. We're the only people in the world who know about this because it would not break news until Monday, February 14th. Um, around, I hear in Dallas at Central Standard Time, it was around 4.30, 4.45 that it was breaking news. So I sat on this for two days knowing oh that gosh. nobody else knew except for my family oh, wow. and, and the FBI. And it was... Um, it was just, mm. there are no words. I, I'm trying to come up with words of how to explain. No, you can't. But, I, I, don't, I don't blame you for not having words. I mean, because I can hardly imagine what this would be like. But, you know, I mean, there's a question uh, uh, about the divorce in itself. I mean, did you get any signs that there was something not right with him? Or was this like a complete shock to you? Oh, I think that, in, well, obviously, if anyone goes to the extent, if they really go through a thoughtful divorce, meaning you really think through this and the ramifications of everybody involved, um, of course there were signs that there were problems. Um, but, but as anyone who's listening knows, when there are problems in the marriage, you tend to tune out or, or cut off yourself from those things that are painful or hurtful. Or um, it, th- There was nothing obvious. It wasn't the drugs, the alcohol. There weren't cheating. There, he wasn't hitting me. There because, and I'm such a pragmatic thinker, um, because I couldn't put my thumb on it or put a name on it, there was just trouble. So, so those, the signs, there was trouble. Were there blatant signs um, that had I looked a little harder, had I asked tougher questions, um, maybe I would have figured it out? Mm-hmm. There were a few, but in hindsight, again, if you're in a troubled marriage, are you really that engaged? Are you just wishing things would be better or he would go away. Right, we were right, both, you're, right. you become detached. Right. Oh, so this is amazing. You are amazing. Darlene Ellison, the book is The Predator Next Door. When we come back, we're going to give you websites, but we're going to talk about Darlene's journey from betrayal and where she is today and what she is so passionate about. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. For pet parents who value quality natural nutrition, Wellness Natural Food for Dogs and Cats offers an ideal nutritional balance of carefully chosen, authentic ingredients in every recipe they make. True wellness means every ingredient has a purpose, never any empty calories. You can trust the quality of all the ingredients in wellness, from their source to your pet's bowl. To learn more about the difference wellness pet foods can make, and to locate a pet specialty retailer near you, go to wellnesspetfood.com. Unlock your divine power and become the true master of your life with visionary clairvoyant Terry O'Connor every Monday at 10 a.m. on The Dr. Pat Show. Using her extraordinary connection with spirit, Terry can energetically view your true inner blueprint and guide you to your soul's highest purpose. Explore your personal connection to your authentic self and let your spirit soar as it was truly meant to. That's The Kerry O'Connor Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 11 p.m. Eastern, on the Dr. Pat Show. 
I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Coming to Seattle for one night only. A long-awaited appearance by one of the most visionary women of the century. An evening with Shirley MacLaine is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to explore the big questions, such as what is consciousness, what is the purpose of life, or are we alone in the universe? With a woman that isn't afraid of the answers, join Bella Spark Productions and Shirley MacLaine on Sunday, June 13th at 7 p.m. in Bella Royal Hall, Seattle. Shirley MacLaine, still feisty and fabulous after all these years. Be sure to keep listening to this show for your opportunity to win two tickets to this final event in the 2010 Extraordinary People Lecture Series in Seattle. Don't miss Shirley McLean on June 13th. Visit bellaspark.com for details. B-E-L-L-A-S-P-A-R-K.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, and I want to thank all of you out there for listening to the Dr. Pat Show. We've got so many juicy things planned for you. Remember, the Dr. Pat Show, this is talk radio to thrive by. Now is the perfect time to learn Tai Chi and Qigong. These ancient Chinese healing arts, also called mind-body practice, are simple to learn, clinically proven to be effective, and can be practiced by anyone, anywhere, at any time. For 10 years, the Institute of Integral Qigong and Tai Chi has been a respected leader in mind-body practice training. Visit iiqtc.org. Empower yourself, empower others. Visit iiqtc.org for more information on mind body practice. iiqtc.org. Let me love you till the last. I'll tell you, I don't know. You can get some things that happen to you in life, and then you get other things that happen to you. And I don't know if there's any way that you could break a story like the one Darlene Ellison is telling us gently to her, her family, friends, and beyond. It is what it is, and she is courageous enough to take that story out into the world. Um, And we were just talking about Oprah, and we're going to share where she is now. But I want to make sure you all know, if you would love a copy of the book, please give us a shout, 1-800-930-2819. Um, Darlene, thanks for joining us here today. I mean, you and I were talking during the break about um, the fact that you actually stayed in the home that, you you know, you had lived in, your children lived in. And before we go there, would you make sure everybody has your website so if, in case they want to find out more information? Oh, absolutely. Thank you. They can either go to www.darleneellison.com or www.thepredatornextdoor.com will take you to the same place. 
Okay. Thank you. And the you. book's available and the website. It's all rolled into one. Thank you. Thank okay. you. So, you know, here you are. You're still in the neighborhood. You didn't move. Yes. Your no. children are still going to school where they're going to school. They still have the same friends they have. And, you know, the betrayal and the discovery gets greater and greater. You find out more and more things. And then there you sit. How did right. you go from there to being an advocate and a spokesperson? You know, amazingly enough, I hear words like um, courageous. You just mentioned it. Yeah. And I, it always gives me a, a bit of a uh, quiet laugh because mm-hmm. I I remember the dark moment. Yes. As any listener who's been through a betrayal, um, and and I know their experiences, they're thinking, wow, mine's not like that, though. And, you know, betrayal's betrayal, and, and it hurts, and, and it's painful. And oftentimes it's not a moment. It's, it's a discovery. It's a discovery of moments, of lies, of, of that betrayal. And um, I am fortunate to, you know, live in the same community where my family lives as well. My, I have a, a two siblings and parents here in um, a, a faith community, a neighborhood community um, who circled around us. I did not leave my house for about three months. So make no mistake, the shame, the humiliation, the fears, the, just the, the sick feeling that I, that I couldn't shake. Um, I stayed in my house. I had amazing people bringing us food and helping me get my kids to school and back and my oh, wow. family here. But, but it, it wasn't a sudden thing. And quite honestly, it was about nine months after all of this happened. Um, and I was a professional woman, you know, running my own business, had contracts out. I was a development consultant at this time and, and, and just not being able to function, begging for forgiveness, trying to talk people through things so we could finish jobs and not being wholly there anymore. I, mm. I, I was so incomplete. Mm. And um, not being the complete parent I, I, I needed to be or wanted to be. Thank goodness the people were here, and thank goodness. And I will say this to anyone who has, we all have a fight-or-flight instinct. And, and think, ground those feet in to the ground, and, and think hard before you run. Because look at what's around you and what may very well be the thing that makes it okay. Mm. Um, that helps you heal. My children needed something normal. This was so completely abnormal. Right. My children needed normal, and normal came in going to the same school and having those friends and playing in the same house, and that's what they needed. It's not what I wanted, and I want to make that very clear. It's not what I wanted. I was scared to death to stay here, but it's what my children needed, and I am so thankful that I made that decision. Well, and, you know, this is really and this is why the word courageous comes up. I mean, you've you've gone from that place now, uh, spokesperson traveling the globe. You're talking about this topic and, you know, you're sharing what your recovery and your journey was. I mean, you know, I I mean, how did you figure out how to recover from this? You know, one of the things that was very important to me is, you know, having a background in psychology is, you know, when bad things happen and I used to write crisis mediation plans and things like that. And, you know, no matter what happens to a person when they're in crisis or trauma um, or in the midst of a tragedy, they feel alone in a crowded room. Yes. You know? and, and there's a lot of, and there are a lot of elephants in the room when you, if you will, when you go through a betrayal. Uh, people don't know what to say to you. They don't, they don't know if you're ready to talk about it. They don't know how to talk about it. And there's all those things. And so part of my journey was realizing really because my children, people would like hug my children and just look at them. <laughs> And my kids would be looking at me like, why are they doing that? You know, even though the children knew the story. You know, they're 8 and 10 years old. They're processing it like an 8 and 10-year-old. And to be able to 
teach them by my example. If I bring it up first and thank people for being so supportive during this time when, you know, we've been going through this, suddenly everybody in the room lets their shoulders relax, take oh. a deep breath, and then we can just have normal conversation. Mm. And I did that for my children, but realized that that was a very therapeutic piece of me being okay. Oh, it's um, wonderful. The only yeah. reason I talked about this publicly yeah. was when a local magazine, which was a very, very well-known magazine, D Magazine here in Dallas, wanted to actually do a story on him. Uh-huh. And, and I was having a bad day, and I did not say some nice things oh, to wow. the person writing the story. They asked me for a comment on his story. <laughs> and I said, absolutely not. You want to do a story, you do a story about the families, the friends, the people who have been so dramatically hurt. Mm by this situation because they're connected to this perpetrator in some way. You do a story like that and then I'll talk. Now, and I didn't think he really would. And they did. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, let's let's go full circle. Where is he now? He uh, served 18 months, but it included time served. So the 15 months he was in uh, San Diego in their, uh, their state jail or their county jail waiting for his sentencing counted towards his Oh, federal. Sentencing. Okay. He was he was convicted of the felony. He served an additional three months, so it was a total of eighteen months in a federal prison, and then he was released. Um, he was given the maximum, um, and it's unfortunate that it was only eighteen months. And um, I'm know, shocked. I, me too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I've 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 embraced that, worked through it, and kind of let it go. Mm-hmm. Um, I I did. I was pleased that. Um, I did show up at the sentencing, and I had written a letter to the judge, and um, I am pleased to say that um, while initially the thoughts were to give him three to five years supervised release, he was actually given by the judge the maximum of 12 years supervised release. And, okay. And there were about 37, 36 or 37 stipulations as a part of that probation right. um, that would not make his life. Mm. Wow. Now, how are the kids? You know, the kids are now, um, right now they're 14 and 15. Okay. Um, they're, they're in that couple of months that they're actually <laughs> a year apart. Uh-huh. Um, and they are, they're doing really well. And, and I'm not, you know, a lot of people ask me, oh, aren't you glad they're over it or this is done? And, and I'm a realist enough and, and, and know my psychology and know that they will continue to visit the situation and revisit the situation based on their developmental milestones, you know, when they get into a serious relationship. When somebody asks them, you know, so where's your your dad? You know, um, so when somebody who looks at me and I'm you know this little Lebanese you know looking uh, girl and looks at my beautiful daughter with crystal blue eyes and said, "Woo, where'd you get those blue eyes?" Yeah. And, you know, they revisit that and and um, so I know that comes up, but I also um, have a very open conversation you know in relationship with them. I've always been honest and open, age appropriately but always honest and open. They've known from day one. I had to share it with them. It was the front page of the newspaper. It was breaking news on TV. Um, And so, you know, working through that, I think the most amazing moment that I would say in answer to how are they is when my son, he recently broke his thumb. He's a baseball player. And he looked at me and said at 15 years old, he said, Mom, this is the worst, most horrible thing that's ever happened in my life. And I looked at him quizzically, just silent, like, are you kidding me? And he kind of smirked, and he said, no, Mom, I know about that. But this really is the worst thing that's ever happened in my life. And I laughed and thought, 
he's okay. Yes. You know? Yes. His perspective is okay. Yes, exactly. Especially if that was his his pitching thumb. You know what I'm it, saying? It, oh, yeah. Writing, you know, yes, catching, exactly. throwing, it was everything. So, And then I went into the restroom and cried because I was yes. so happy that he was okay right now. Oh, <laughs> Darlene, I love you. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you, Dr. Pat. This has been such a privilege and a pleasure. And I just, I'm thrilled to know you and thrilled to call you friend. Oh, you bet, everyone. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. We'll be giving away tickets, memberships, and all of that for Shirley MacLaine on the Dr. Pat Show when we return. We'll be right back. I can be saved, tired, I tried to swim